Welcome to Aries season, or it will be with us shortly, I should say, tomorrow. But happy Astrological New Year to everybody. Yes, Aries season kicks off the Astrological New Year. So this is your new beginning, y'all. This week on Spiritual Gangsta Certified with me, your host, Illy Vish. First up, we have Gemini Brown's weekly astro forecast. He's going to Give us his interpretation of what will be going on in the sky this week. And I have my welcome to Aries season Libra full moon talk. You don't want to miss this because there's a lot of things that I think we should be focused on. Got messages for the collective. Um, I'm also going to have a small segment. I'm going to pull some cards for the collective. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with my divination with oracle cards and tarot. So what better way than to pull some cards for y'all. So stay tuned for that as well. And I thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Stay tuned. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. As always, shout out to all the Pisces celebrating birthdays this week, as well as the Aries, because the sun will be transiting into the sign of Aries, and we know what that means. It's the spring equinox. In other words, it's the um, the Zodiac New Year. But on another level, the spring equinox represents an equal balance of day and night. If we go back to the winter solstice, we experience the, the shortest day of the night, uh, the shortest day of the year. So now this represents balance. And how fitting, how fitting that we will be having a full moon in the sign of Libra to kick off airy season, to kick off the uh, spring equinox, and of course Libra represents balance. So it's safe to say we got uh, a big week ahead of us, uh, a trend, a week of transition. So just to address this last end of Pisces season, um, you know, I'm the whole season I think I've been uh, preaching reflection, you know, reflection leading to uh, self-awareness, being aware of just unconscious things, uh, over-attachments, things that aren't healthy, you know, certain patterns and things of that nature. And, you know, through my own reflection, uh, it's led me to start this series about uh, chakras because, you know, it's, it's a subtle but very important thing, you know, and the more we go, uh, I'm just the type of teacher that I want you to, on your spiritual journey, to tie everything together so it can't ever just be about all about astrology it can't never just be all about you know chakras it's got to be balanced it's, you got to take a little bit of all the truths that you find along your journey and uh implement them to the best for yourself you know so with this last leg of pisces season this is this is what i'm seeing man i i think it's a real time especially approaching this a new moon for isolation okay many of us may have you know taken advantage of that energy already and and have isolated ourselves and experienced that solitude uh if you have you know feel free to comment let us know what's what's going on but it's very important and the reason i'm preaching solitude because i think with the way this this full moon is going to play out uh, we're really going to want to be within our own energy. So I think approaching that to spend some time alone will really help us get clear about what we want to release and what we want to manifest this coming year. So that's the first uh, 
point of emphasis. Uh, I think a lot of uh, isolation, especially with Mercury still being retrograde, uh, I think it's important to just take that time, dig into yourself, keep you know, cultivating that spirituality, put the correct habits in place that are going to, you know, serve you this year. Okay. So then we have right before the full moon, we're going to have a grand, when the moon goes into the sign of Virgo, we're going to, it's going to activate a grand trine involving uh, Mars, Saturn, and then Pluto. So with this occurring in Earth, especially under a full moon, lots of things can be materializing. Anything that you've been working towards, or let's just give an example. Let's say you filled out, um, let's say you filled out a, a, a job application. You applied for a job months ago. This might be the time where you randomly get a call. I know, I know someone personally who randomly received a $15,000 uh, scholarship, not to mention they're a Sagittarius and, you know, uh, Jupiter, you know, is very close to their sun. So that's, <laughs> you know, that helps as well. But this is a time where things can really uh, start to pay off. Uh, we can see uh, a return on investments. And if, it's also a good time to make investments. So invest within things in your life, whatever area of life this is occurring in, okay? Invest in something that you know, that's going to help you uh, achieve your goals or uh, achieve balance going going forward. The next thing that this this uh, grand trine is going to do going into the full moon is help us with attachment. Because Mars has been in Taurus for some time now. And the, I think the indulgence level in all of us has gone up and we've become even more aware of that. So now we have Mars closing in on a uh, exact square with Venus, okay, which is pleasure, you know, and um, we've probably through all these energies been getting the feeling to want to overcome certain attachments and end certain cycles. You know, this is the, this is the energy to do so. So do a ritual during this day, do something or, or start some type of routine, give thought to a routine that is going to help you, you know, going forward. It's, it's a powerful time. Okay. And like I said, the whole Pisces season, make sure you're doing a ritual, anything that, anything that you're, you're looking to, you know, uh, speak life into ritualize it. Okay. All throughout the year, that's a great thing to do, but it's even more potent now with this Piscean energy, okay? So then we get to the full moon. And I gotta tell you, when I looked at this full moon, I was like, holy shit, okay? Like, holy shit, like it's some some things going on. So let's dial it back a couple weeks ago to my Chiron and Aries video, okay? Remember everything that I said in that video, and if you don't, go back and watch it. This is going to be the first the first taste of Chiron and Aries themes playing out, okay? Because soon as sun goes in, it will be conjuncting Chiron. So the wound can be activated. It can be brought back to light, okay? Something is going to happen this week that triggers us to start working on whatever wounds regarding our ego, our confidence, our overall action, okay? So just to give an example, say this is occurring within your fourth house, okay? Something at work can affect your home life. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe, you know, um, a certain a certain bill you, you didn't realize, but a certain bill has been overdue. You get, you know, something is going to occur. Maybe a family member might, you know, call you and need to, you know, need a place to stay. Anything can happen under this influence, okay? Or a family member could, could come back. You can cross paths with them and that reignites, you know, an old wound. But nonetheless, the sun is going to be putting emphasis with, uh, on this theme. Okay, so then overall, um, Aries, the Aries and Libra axis represents our own personal individuality and 
ourselves within relationships, okay? So another point of emphasis here is going to be balanced within relationships. This wound, right, or whatever occurs can really hit your ego or force you to realize something about your ego. Maybe you don't have enough. Maybe, you know, it's out of control and it needs to be humbled a bit, but we should be seeking to bring more balance into our lives this year, okay? So really pay attention to those themes. Look at the relationships in your life and, you know, see how that interferes or, you know, how that affects affects your personal individuality. Let's say, you know, you have Libra or Aries within your, you know, your fifth or 11th house, okay? This can deal with, maybe you need to, you know, be more proactive in asserting, you know, your personal creativity into the world. Maybe your the relationship with your children or the responsibility of your children, you know, gets in the way of you having the type of relationships, you know, or, or with groups or personal romantic relationships that you want to have. It's a time to just really look, look and say, man, are the scales balanced? Like, and if they're, if they're not, why are they? And how can we, you know, achieve this? And it goes back to what I said before, look at your attachments. Look at the things that the things or people that you're uh, placing a lot of value on, okay? And like I said, chances are something is going to force your hand where you alleviate yourself from that, okay? So the next thing, you know, to really look at with this full moon as well is that Uranus, which is hovering around here at the early degrees of uh, Taurus, is ruled, is being ruled by Venus now. Okay, and then with this full moon in the sign of Libra, it we can really read this that you know something that you're attached to or something that you place value upon is getting in the way of you achieving balance or you you know digging to that higher level of whatever area of life this is. So a reevaluation of the value system um, and and bringing overall you know, balance and new partnerships, okay? So, just to talk a little bit more about Aries season, it's a really good time, y'all. Aries, Aries energy is so motivating and it relates to new beginnings, okay? We want to watch out for impulsiveness, okay? But overall, we shouldn't, we don't want to be fearless right now. So that's why I said, going into this new year, let's really sit here and make a, 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 a list or a week because I, I observe, you know, the regular New Year too. You know what I'm saying? The December 31st, January 1st uh, New Year. So I would take my goals from then, see where I'm at now with them and rework or add to, you know, some new goals because the beauty of life is that every day, every week, every month, we get wiser, we get stronger and there's always a uh, room for improvement, okay? So really, I encourage you to go into this new year hard. Go like, don't waste any time, all right? Like I said, we don't wanna limit any impulsiveness. We don't wanna um, be too pushy, but based on this energy we have this week, we are supported within, you know, getting our endeavors done, okay? So. This is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope everybody enjoys this week. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. If you need a reading, holla at me. Till next time, peace. everybody welcome to another episode of spiritual gangster certified there is a lot going on to talk about and i want to make sure that we're all in a really good headspace because we are still dealing with mercury and pisces being retrograde in addition to that we're leaving pisces season and going to be entering Aries season. Now, um, as I'm recording this, it is around 12.30 Eastern time, and it is the 19th 
of March, Tuesday. So, um, tomorrow at 9.34 p.m. Eastern Time, we will have the full moon in Libra happen. We're also going to be entering Aries season tomorrow. So, the sun in Aries at zero degrees and nine minutes is going to oppose the moon in Libra at zero degrees and nine minutes. So I think it's important that we look at the Aries-Libra axis. In astrology, it's always important to understand polarities. Every sign has an opposite sign. The opposite of a sign is literally just the same energy at a different pole. So it's the same energy at a different extreme. When we look at hermetic studies, we are taught that with the law of polarity, that opposites can be reconciled because they are the same energy at different extremes. So I tend to look at oppositions in general, and this is something that comes up in astrology, that oppositions denote balance. So when we're talking about opposite signs, like um, we've all been dealing with Mercury and Pisces retrograde, and technically that's a call for balance since Mercury rules Pisces opposite sign of, Pi- of, of Virgo, excuse me. So there's a huge theme of balance here, not just because we're dealing with opposite signs, but the full moon is in Libra. Libra's all about balance. I'm feeling just really, I don't even know how to say this, but um, just really like open to this full moon energy. So what we're looking at now is that this full moon is going to call upon us to examine Libra-based themes. So, when we're talking about Libra, Libra's ruled by Venus. So, Venusian themes. It is a masculine energy representation of the planet Venus. It is represented by the scales, so balance is a big theme. I understand this as a Libra rising. Shout out to all my Libras, Libra moons, Libra risings, y'all. You have to deal with issues regarding finding balance and not living at extremes a lot. So shout out to all of y'all. But with the full moon here and it being at zero degrees. Okay. The zero degree in astrology is the first degree that a sign gets to express itself. So there's a sense of urgency. It's like the Aries degree. As we talk about Aries being the first sign of the zodiac. There is a sense of, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, people say Aries fly by the seat of their pants. And that's kind of how the zero degree does. It wants to come running out of the gate at full speed. So full moons are about culminations. They're about endings. They're about things coming to fruition. Now, you can look at this in a couple ways. Um, You know, whatever you planted, whatever seeds, manifestations, intentions, etc. You plant it during the new moon, the last new moon. You could look at it as, you know, this could be a time for it to come to fruition. But I tend to look at things in cycles like we have to think about the new moon that occurred in Libra during Libra season. So six months ago, six months ago, what did you want to put into action? Six months ago, what is it that you were trying to build? Because this is the culmination of that energy from six months ago. Okay? Um, Another theme that I think we should pay attention to with Libra and energy is that Libra rules the seventh house in astrology, which is all about our one-to-one relationships. These relationships can be your romantic relationships, um, your business partnerships, anything where you're dealing with someone on a one-to-one basis. 
So, um, with that ruling the seventh house, that Libra energy, the opposite to that would be Aries ruling the first house, and that's where the sun is. So, the sun is our vitality. The sun is um, the experience we came to have in this lifetime. The transiting sun shows what is going to be highlighted during this season. So, Aryan themes are highlighted during the season. We think about Aries being, some people call it the baby of the Zodiac, because yes, it is the first sign. And if the Zodiac is telling a story, beginning in Aries, that's infancy. But that also could, you know, point to immaturity and experience, um, only being concerned with self. However, I don't want to just focus on the negative themes of Aryan energy. I want to make sure that we also look at the fact that Aries is ruled by, ruled by Mars, excuse me. So it's the warrior of the Zodiac, okay? It has no problem going to bat, going to war for what it wants, okay? <laughs> so we have this theme of Aries energy being ourselves versus the theme of Libran energy, which is about our relationship to others. So this full moon is essentially saying there's a culmination of energy surrounding our relationships. There is some sort, some sort of completion that we're finding at this time. Now, as I look at this chart, um, we've got, I'm basing this on Philadelphia because that's where I am. Um, but we're looking at the full moon transiting the 11th house. So it's opposing the sun in the fifth house. So what is also going on in the fifth house, we've got Chiron and Aries in the fifth house, the Aries sun in the fifth house. We have Vesta and Pisces in the fifth house, Mercury and Pisces in the fifth house, Neptune and Pisces in the fifth house. There is a huge focus on fifth house. The fifth house is about passions. The fifth house is about creativity, living from the heart. It's ruled by Leo, so there's a lot of Leonin themes. Um, it's also about pleasure. Okay, so there's a highlight of Pisces and Aryan energy in this in this particular part of the zodiac right now. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of us are intuitively tapping in during this retrograde, which will be over soon, but we still have to deal with a shadow period until April 16th. But um, there's, a, there's a big theme on imagination, intuition, going within, you know, slowing down. I feel like that means as far as what we're passionate about, as far as what we're looking at, there's a, there's a spotlight being shown on this because the sun is here in Aries. But with all this Pisces energy, we're being called upon to be a little bit more intuitive, feel things a little bit more, create from a feeling standpoint. Use your vast imagination to express yourself. Now, at the same time, with this full moon opposing this energy, there is some sort of like need just like ah it just has to be done because of the zero degree for us to release some things that keep us out of balance so the ruler of this moon in libra is venus since venus rules the sign of libra and venus is currently in the sign of aquarius venus in aquarius um it's going to it's going to kind of, I, I feel like, collectively give us a sense of the beauty of what's good for the collective. Venus is about how we love and appreciate beauty. So this moon having this Venusian theme and also being about our partnerships and relationships with other people, I feel like a lot of us are coming out of a period where we've had to take a step back and kind of detach ourselves, you know, with, with Venus being an Aquarius. Aquarius is very good at detaching. Like, it's it can literally 
look at situations and view them in a way that it understands what it feels like to be part of the situation, but it's also focused on, hey, you know, this is what's good for the collective. So it can view things standing outside of them. I feel like a lot of us have been forced during this Mercury retrograde to kind of deal with some issues that have just been kind of like floating under the surface a bit. And now with this culmination of this full moon and it being ruled by Venus and Aquarius, basically, wow, we're going to be in our heads even more. Aquarius is a thought-based energy. Okay, it is an air sign. It's a fixed air sign. It can be very fervent about what it thinks. Aquarius energy also has Aries in its third house. So it has no problem speaking its mind, communicating, saying what it wants. So that's another thing I think we should keep in mind um, with the connection here. So what I'm feeling that I think all of you guys need to be aware of is this sense that maybe you've had to slow down a bit, really get in tune with your feelings, really get in tune with where you are and how you feel about people. And us dealing with retrogrades in general, you know, pushes the energy inward. But with Mercury retrograde and, you know, this full moon happening, having to do with relationships... I feel like some of us may get a huge sense of relief in some ways. Now, what I mean by this is, okay, so the retrograde is going on. It's calling us on us to reassess things, renew, refresh, really not start anything new, but focus on what was already in the works and and what we could do to repair that. As far as that pertains to our relationships, I kind of feel like, We've come to a point where maybe we feel what has been working for us. And because of that, we can gain the sort of clarity that we need at an intuitive level to know what's not working for us and what we need to release. Again, this full moon is a culmination, okay? It's a time, you'll hear people say a lot of times that during the full moon, What they wind up doing is like releasing things to the universe that no longer serves them. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard this a million times, almost to the point where it's like, we've heard it ad nauseum, okay? But I think it's important to really pay attention to this uh, because talking about the cycle of whatever was going on around the time that the new moon was in Libra so that was during Libra season I don't know the exact date offhand there were some things that were coming up then that we really got to look at because when this was going on Venus was retrograde Venus was retrograde in its fall of Scorpio Okay? Venus is not comfortable being in Scorpio because Venus rules Taurus, Scorpio's opposite sign. So at that time, we were dealing with from September in the shadow phase when Venus was slowing down to go retrograde all the way from to, excuse me, December when it had gone direct but had to pass over all the degrees where it had retrograded. That was a rough time for a lot of people. We were having to deal with lots of deep-seated issues that were brewing under the surface that we did not want to face. I feel like Pisces being a water sign and Scorpio being a water sign, when Venus was in Scorpio, that was just intense. We, I mean, Scorpio is a piercing energy. It lives at extremes. A lot of us probably found ourselves, especially in regards to our relationships, since some of this occurred during Libra season, I'm telling you, a lot of us were probably feeling this love-hate pull in situations that were unresolved or, um, you know, in our relations to people. 
We were like trying to peer into people's soul and really understand them. Now, <laughs> with Mercury retrograde in Pisces, Pisces is not necessarily as intense as Scorpio. Scorpio is fixed water, so fixed emotion. Like, it don't have any problem staying down there in the emotional depths. Whereas Pisces is mutable water, changeable. It can go with the flow. It can change direction. It can swim in one direction or it can swim in another. Yes, it does deal with the depths of emotion, but it's very adaptable. The good thing I think about Piscean energy being that adaptable is that when you're dealing with your intuition or your emotions or, you know, just facing a lot of things about yourself that go on under the surface, Pisces actually really has no problem being able to use its dual nature energy to not only examine how it feels, but then, you know, kind of allow itself to feel those feelings. And then if new information is presented to it, it's not stuck with, you know, like this, I I hate to say it like this because Scorpio energy can be like kind of grudge holding. So I feel like Venus retrograde and Scorpio, a lot of us like either we were finding new grudges to hold against people or there was a sense of us reviewing grudges that we already had. Like some people really could not handle that energy. I I did a lot of readings during that time. Shit was rough. But with Mercury being retrograde, that brings up a lot of, you know, review of things as well, just like Venus retrograde did. However, I feel Pisces is a little bit more gentle, so to speak, with the emotions. Um, You know, it'll consider things. It can vacillate a bit since it's changeable. So even though everybody has been complaining about Mercury retrograde, because things have definitely gone wonky, I mean, like... Facebook and Instagram went down for like an entire day. And I do a lot of work outside of my spiritual work, managing people's Facebook and Instagram pages and such. So I literally was not able to work that day. And I was like, wow, who'd have ever thought Facebook's down and I can't work? Sheesh. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this sense of retreating into one's emotions and intuition and examining what's there is highlighted during Mercury and Pisces. And this energy is still going to be present with us as Aries seasons be- as Aries season begins. So the sun will no longer be in Pisces, so that'll maybe ease up some of that Piscean energy. But I still feel like we're not going to we're not going to feel a like sense of release from like dealing with this emotional stuff until Mercury comes out of its shadow period on April 16th. So what I want everybody to kind of think about right now, because there's also some other things that are going on. Oh, I I forgot to mention this full moon in Libra at zero degrees is interesting um, because what's going to wind up happening is we're going to wind up having another full moon in Libra in like 30 days. 28 and a half days or so. Um, That is a rarity, but you usually don't get two full moons in the same sign. You know, that's usually not how it goes. But there's something about that that stands out to me too. Mercury retrograde will be over by the time we have the next full moon in Libra. We will no longer be in our retreating, reassessing, Um, refreshing stage. We're still going to be under the influence of um, Mercury, I'm sorry, Neptune and Pisces. And Neptune is at home in Pisces, so essentially what it's going to be doing is still like throwing out this heavy Piscean energy, which we can use for our good, or if we get caught up in, it can be a little crazy because Neptune rules the imagination but Neptune also casts the fog over areas at times where it makes it difficult to see. I use this energy positively by just tapping into my imagination and then also taking into account that it's here to give me a sense of what is possible, okay? 
Pisces keyword phrase is I believe. What do you believe is possible for yourself? You know, it has to start in your imagination. It really does. We've also got Saturn. Oh, Lord. Saturn in Capricorn. I keep reminding people of this. That baby is home, okay? But then we've got Pluto in Capricorn conjunct the south node in Capricorn. I feel like there's a lot of issues that are coming up for people to remind them of the structures and boundaries that they need to build. And because this energy is happening in the third house in this particular chart that I pulled up for the full moon in Libra, I feel like you should speak your boundaries. You should communicate them to others. In doing so, you're kind of going to free yourself from a prison of, you know, being the type of person. Okay, I guess I should pull back some. Let me be clear. I feel like Mercury retrograde in Pisces has me sounding ridiculous. That's my natal Mercury. Um, And we can know what we're going to say, but sometimes it not come out right. But... You can use the Pisces energy, as I talked about last week, to imagine what you like for yourself or see for yourself. But then you can then take that energy that, you know, we're experiencing with the sextile to this Capricorn energy with the South Node, Pluto and Saturn there to actually make things real. So Capricorn energy is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is associated with the devil card in tarot. The thing about the devil is the devil makes things real. The devil is a master manifester. If you think about it, you'll see movies or hear stories where people will sell their soul to the devil in exchange for something. Why would people sell their soul to the devil? Well, because they know that he can give them what they want. So the lesson that stands there is... Saturn makes shit real in the physical. Capricorn energy is therefore imbued with that power of making things real. It's a manifestation monster. It's wonderful. But because of the restrictive nature to Capricorn and the restrictive nature to Saturn, you do want to keep in mind that Saturn's not going to let you run amok to make things real. Mm -mm. There has to be order to it. There has to be structure. You know, it has to go a certain way. And it definitely is about integrity. If you work in integrity, you'll be rewarded. If you don't, Saturn is also the Lord of Karma. It does not have any problem bringing your karma upon you if you do not work in integrity, okay? Um, In mythology, Saturn ate its own babies, If Saturn ate its own babies, it has no problem whatsoever swallowing you whole. That's that's how I view that. I think it is interesting that that's even something that we can see played out astrologically. You know what I mean? Um, This sense of understanding how these energies work really let us know how we can work with them, what we can build, and what we can do. I'm excited in a lot of ways about what's to come. Um, The energy of this full moon kind of makes me feel like it's a new start for a lot of us to get us kind of like on the right track because if you think about it Aries season is the astrological new year it's the first sign of the zodiac so spring begins the new year I know a lot of people made new year's resolutions at the beginning of 2019 I didn't because we were still in winter and in winter things die so to me that did not follow the cycle of nature okay winter you're gonna see what's gonna stick around and what's gonna sustain we started the new year in the season of Capricorn Capricorn's cardinal earth at that time I spent a little bit more time focusing on how I could structure things appropriately so that by the time we got to Pisces season and started being on the cusp of Aries season I would know exactly what I wanted to do I would know exactly what seeds I wanted to plant 
I would see and the, the structure and the design of it all. So that's how I kind of looked at it. So us coming into Aries season, we are coming into an astrological new year. So happy new year to everybody. You get a fresh start. Just remember, whatever you're doing in Aries season, you're going to reap in Libra season. So whatever you're planning in the spring, you're going to harvest in the fall. So this is a very important time that we're coming into. Extremely important. So this full moon in Libra is calling upon us to strike a balance for us to be able to be passionate about what we can build for ourselves. Be passionate about, you know, our desires, but at the same time to realize, you know, there might have been some things that were keeping me off kilter. I need to strike a balance. How do I do that? What needs to go? Who needs to go? This is really probably going to be a very impactful moon for relationships. I I always suggest that people look and see where things are going to transit in their chart. Look to see where the sun at zero degrees Aries is transiting your chart. Also look to see where the moon at zero degrees Libra is transiting your chart so that you can get a feel for exactly where the spotlight is going to be shown in Aries season. So those are themes of aggressing oneself, going for it. Or um, if you're looking at the moon, you got to look at where you need to find balance, what you need to release, particularly in your one-on-one relationships. A lot of us, and I say this with the deepest sincerity for people who are going through any sort of relationship turmoil, a lot of us have gotten so used to over our lifetimes expecting turmoil in relationships or dissonance or whatever some of us accept it as like you know just a part of things now yeah you're not always going to be in a hundred percent agreement with the people that you relate to be they relationships that are romantic or friendships or business partnerships it's always important to be able to like kind of check yourself because sometimes I feel like If you are not very aware of how you're operating and how it's affecting other people, if you're selfish and don't realize you're selfish, if you're self-centered and don't realize you're self-centered, you can totally miss the most important lessons. You won't even actually understand why you have the interactions with other people that you do. And at the end of the day, all of us are ultimately responsible for the energy that we give out, whether we realize we're giving it out or not. That's key. So self-awareness is very important. I feel like Aries season like highlights the self-awareness. Aries rules the first house of self in astrology. So again, there's another theme coming up of self. Remember, Chiron is also newly in Aries and that's conjunct the sun. Yo, let me... Let me just put it to you this way. (laughs) I spoke of Chiron moving from Pisces into Aries um, as if we were transitioning from being in like our emotional depths and becoming aware of things that needed to be healed since Chiron deals with a wound and healing. And then stepping into it being in Aries where now we want to take charge and responsibility of our healing. With this conjunct the sun... There's a lot of healing themes here. What you release at this full moon is either going to be for your highest good, if you're using the energy correctly, or it's going to hurt. Now, here's the thing. It could actually do both simultaneously, too. Sometimes what's for your highest good is uncomfortable. It does hurt. Chiron represents that wound, um, you know, that we all can experience but it also represents our greatest opportunity for healing so think about things in your one-to-one relationships who are you trying to be in your one-to-one relationships who have you been in your one-to-one relationships is it always about what the other person did Because if it is, and you're not examining any of your actions, you've got it fucked up to begin with. Like, 
One of the greatest joys one can experience is the acceptance of one's imperfection. That none, well, we're perfectly imperfect, I'll put it that way. None of us know everything. None of us are like masters of everything that we think we are. There's always things to learn. There's always room to grow. The only way you're ever really going to be able to come to a place of growth is if you pay attention to the fact that you have shit to work on, you know? You've got to know that there are areas that you can improve before you can make those improvements. Because if you think you're perfect and you don't have any work to do, well, why would you change anything? Remember, we're also dealing with Uranus, okay? Uranus is newly back in the sign of Taurus, and it's at zero degrees, so there's a sense of urgency. I discussed before with people that Uranus and Taurus is kind of an energy that's going to push us out of our comfort zones, okay? Um, Because Uranus is about change and Taurus is a fixed earth sign. It don't want to move. So when you put those things together, we need to realize, yeah, we're going to be pushed out of our comfort zones. So for your growth um, and your betterment, you're going to find it's necessary to examine yourself and be okay with that uncomfortable feeling that oh something needs to change here okay like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that like absolutely nothing wrong with that mercury um retrograde is also sextiling mars and taurus currently And Mars um, in Taurus is trining, I'm sorry, yeah, trining the moon in Libra by degree. What I'm getting from this, we're going to have to find ways to be comfortable with asserting ourselves in our relationships, okay? Not asserting ourselves necessarily too aggressively. I look at Taurus energy sometimes as being very hard to deal with change okay like i said with uranus being in taurus but the thing about it is you can stubbornly fight for something with that energy and i feel like we have to become more self-aware so that we can even recognize if we're being stubborn or not because aries and um i'm sorry aries and taurus jesus (laughs) Mars and Taurus is in the seventh house in this chart. So that's showing initiative and aggression in our relationships, putting ourselves out there. And it's also about going for what we value because Taurus is all about, you know, material things that we can appreciate. There's a real sense of maybe wanting to reconnect with what you value in your relationships and then wanting to actually get them, okay? So you're being pushed out of your comfort zone. You're realizing and and seeing that, okay, okay, maybe I have things to work on. Your healing's becoming apparent, and you're starting to understand that in my relationships with other people, I gotta point the finger inward. Where did I, you know, contribute to things working the way that they have? We're so focused so many times on what other people did. It's like we turn a blind eye to our own bullshit. And I feel like this full moon is forcing us not to do that. We, we can't. So, I'm telling y'all. Telling y'all, telling y'all, telling y'all. Take responsibility for yourself. Yes, people have put us through things. Yes, people have done things to us. And sometimes we can get fixated upon those things and fixated upon making others wrong. What we're doing when we're focusing on making others wrong, the opposite of making others wrong is making yourself right. That's what you're doing. You're trying to be right. Learn and accept that it's more important to get to truth than it is to be right. 
I'm more concerned with the truth of situations, the honest to God, unadulterated, bare truth than I am about being right. For every argument I've ever had in my life where I was fighting for my right to be right, I was missing a huge lesson, okay? Like, the need to be right will blind you to the facts of situations. I feel like we're being forced to take an honest look at our relationships with other people and be able to weigh out the facts. Remember, Libra energy where the full moon is, is also about balance and fairness. Libra can't stand anything not to be fair. In order to really be fair in this situation, you can't keep just blaming other people. You've got to take the responsibility for your actions as well. Use this energy. Use this energy to be honest with yourself. Have a warrior spirit in that honesty. Be brave enough to know that even if through this truth you find out things that are uncomfortable, they're for your greater good. They're for your healing, okay? There's no reason to be frightened of that which exists for our highest and best good. There's no reason to shy away or run away from that. I want you guys to really make sure that at the end of the day, no matter what's going on astrologically, whether it's something that is going to be impactful in a positive or a negative way, that you own your energy. You learn how to incorporate your personal energy with the energy that's going on for the best good. And sometimes our highest good means that people have to fall away. Situations have to end. Relationships have to end. Changes have to occur. We've got to move on. There's a sadness in that, but there's also a great amount of hope. When one door closes, another one opens. But when that new door is opening, if you haven't done the proper self-reflection, how are you going to walk through this new door with a new energy? How are you going to avoid making some of the mistakes that you've made previously? This is really a time where we got to really be honest with ourselves. We've gotten all this time to reflect. You know, Mercury being retrograde in Pisces has brought up all the feels. Now that we're aware of these feels, we can examine them a little bit better. Figure out how did I contribute to some of this? Work on it and grow. I mean, I don't see a simpler explanation for that. Like, I don't. I also wanted to mention, because this is a tough energy. So we've got Mars at 23 degrees of Taurus. And it's squaring Venus at 23 degrees of Aquarius. (sighs) Okay. So squares in astrology represent struggles. I mean, you can literally think of the term square up. What Venus and Air, uh, what Venus and Taurus have in common is that they're both fixed signs, okay? So they are synthesizing and they'll maintain, okay? That's what they have in common. But that's about it. That's what, that's it. Taurus is Earth, okay? Aquarius is Air. If you even think about Earth and Air combining, you have like a storm of dirt, (laughs) So these two things both kind of fight with each other because they want to dominate. And let's not forget that Mars represents masculine energy, while Venus represents um, feminine energy. This is making me feel like there's a battle going on between those two energies. And because they're both stubborn energies, it's a hard-won battle. (laughs) Be careful in your dealings with the opposite sex be careful in reconciling your masculine and feminine energies internally there might be like a struggle here that we're dealing with 
it's going to feel pretty rough. Like, I, I can't even lie about that. But squares present us with challenges because from challenges we grow. That's just how it is. So, again, using this energy wisely, look specifically for what you can do to be more aware of your actions, how you assert yourself, whether doing so has run roughshod over other people, whether doing so has made you be kind of stubborn and self-centered, whatever the case may be, use the remainder of this Mercury and Pisces retrograde energy to continue to focus your energy inward, review yourself, come up with what you feel you have been responsible for in your one-to-one relationships and situations that needs to just go. Like, what do you need to release? Where can you improve? Because none of us are islands. I am a 12-houser for sure. You know, I have to retreat often to isolation in order to just cope with life. That's just how my energy is set up. But even in my isolation, I realize that I'm not an island and that I am impactful to my environment and to people around me. So what that does is make me be a little bit more attuned to the fact that I can't act as if my actions affect no one. All of us, all of our actions affect someone else. Things that we say, things that we do, all of that has impact. This is a time frame to be more aware of that impact and to kind of shed those energies that you have that kind of like put you at a point where you don't, you can't find balance because you're living at extremes. So think about that with this Libra full moon. Libra, if it's not careful in general, that energy could either go all the way left or all the way right. Most times it has a hard time determining which way to go. So it's about striking a balance. You can examine what you did. You can examine the ways that you've been and determine, hmm, is this, is this helping or hurting things? How do I balance all this out? That's the goal for this full moon in Libra. So, you guys, welcome to Aries season. I hope everybody's excited. Spring is sprung. And we all get a brand new astrological year start. Enjoy it. Keep it close to you. Know that this is a time where you plant some seeds that will manifest by spring. Be serious about your work. Be integrous in your work. Make sure that you're operating from a a space that is not from like lower vibrational energies. Make sure that you're operating from a space that is all about realizing what you can manifest for yourself by not only imagining it and seeing it and feeling it in your mind, but also, you know, what can you actually bring into reality by structuring it appropriately with, you know, all that Capricorn energy. Work your your ass in integrity. I'm telling y'all, we still have some more time to deal with Saturn being a Capricorn and... I'm just telling y'all, because I know, believe me, Saturn was on my moon when it first went into Capricorn, and that was a heavy energy, but I worked in integrity, so I'm going to continue to do so, and I hope all of you do too. So, um, just a reminder, we're continuing the sale on the Spiritual Gangster Certified Facebook page for readings. Readings are 40% off until April 10th. Come get you anything from a mini love reading for $44 or mini um, birth chart reading. And mind you, the price is 
basically a discount off of the $44. My four, my full readings, which are more expensive too, are also 40% off. So you can take advantage. If you have questions about where your life is currently, we can look at your transits. We can um, look at your energy between another person. So synastry, whatever you guys. If you're in need of a reading, hit me up. We're on Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com slash spiritual gangsta certified official. You can also hit me up for a reading at spiritual gangsta certified.com slash readings. And I will still honor that 40% off until uh, the 10th of April. So hope all y'all stay in your integrity. Release what no longer serves you. Strike some balance in your life. Figure out. what part you played in it take responsibility for things so that you can heal and live your best life hope everybody has a great week Illy Vish out